It's yet another pleasant Saturday and you're on to your most educating, informing and entertaining weekend delight, Nasco Moments Radio Show. This program is powered by your quality foods and household products provider, Nasco Group Nigeria. Now, do you know where your children are at this moment? Good health is central to human happiness and well-being. It also makes an important contribution to economic progress as healthy populations live longer are more productive and save more. In recognition of this, the Nigerian government is continually evolving policy initiatives to provide quality health services for the people. One of such policies is the fostering of a healthy public-private partnership PPP collaboration in order to achieve effective healthcare delivery in the country. Through this initiative, the government believes that innovative solutions for efficient healthcare systems will be scaled up and universal health coverage achieved in the country. Under this arrangement, a comprehensive National Health Insurance Scheme, NHIS, was put in place as part of a deliberate effort to drive efficient and effective healthcare delivery to the citizenry. But what is the public-private collaboration in the health sector all about? How does it work? How will it benefit Nigerians? And above all, is it feasible in Nigeria? Today on your most entertaining weekend talk show, Nasco Moments Radio Show, we shall discuss public-private sector collaboration for effective healthcare delivery provision. How feasible in Nigeria? To help us navigate the issues and hopefully provide answers is Dr. Titus Dajel, a consultant family physician with Joss University Teaching Hospital and the current chairman, Plateau State Branch of the Nigeria Medical Association. Dr. Dajel is also the medical superintendent in charge of Joss University Teaching Hospital CHC Zamko Langtang North. He will share his thoughts and practice experiences. I am Hudun Gyang. Stay close to your radio. We'll be right back. Ah, ah, Mama Shakara. Eh? This your shabby city is shining. <laughs> and how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent, not the fake cloth at all at all. And if they wash cloth clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soak? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now. Brightex detergent, I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Dr. Dajel, it's a pleasure to welcome you to the NASCO Moment Show today. Thank you very much. Okay, so what is public-private collaboration in uh, the health sector all about? Okay, thank you very much. The Nigerian health sector has faced so much challenges, and in its quest to alleviate some of these challenges, the federal government of Nigeria has come up with the concept of public-private partnership. Now this simply refers to a collaboration or partnership between a private investor, either an individual or a corporate body, and a government facility with the aim of providing quick and quality service to those who demand it. Both bear the risks and both stand to benefit. All right, so in layman's terms, how can a person understand how the system works? Okay, simply put, in the in public-private partnership, you have a government facility, let's say a federal medical center or a general hospital, and then the 
government decided to call on an individual to come and set up, you know, either an equipment in the center or build a ward and then a percentage of what is generated from using those facilities are remitted to the individual. Okay, so how have people been, what are the benefits of this kind of partnership uh, for the ordinary Nigerian and how has it also been of benefit to healthcare delivery in the country? Now, it is considered as one of the basic ways to alleviate some of the challenges in the health sector. Now, we all know that the health sector is faced with so many challenges and one of them is funding. And so because government does not have the funds to provide everything that is needed in our health facilities, when you bring a private investor, now there are so many gains from this. For the individual, he stands to get returns on his investment by virtue of the percentage that is being paid from what is generated from using those um, facilities he has installed. Now for the institution, it also stands to benefit because if it is involved in training, um, its staff can use those facilities, particularly if it is an equipment, uh, they stand to learn from those facilities and acquire knowledge. And for the general public, if you have such facilities, you are able to get the service that ordinarily you will not have. For example, um, there are certain health facilities that probably do not have a CT scan. A CT scan is a machine that can be used um, for imaging. It helps the doctor to be able to see a disease or a tumor or a growth that is inside the body system. And an individual can buy that and put in a facility. Now, government probably do not have money to buy that facility. So when that machine is installed there, whatever that is generated, the individual gets his return, and then the community or the center where the facility is installed, people stand to gain from using those facilities. Now, again, sometimes government do not have money to construct certain infrastructures. So you can have an individual who is invited to construct a facility, say a ward or a theater or something, and then um, he operates it for some time. When he is able to reap all that he has invested, the facility is then donated to the institution. This sounds all very reasonable, but in practice, how is it done? As in, how would you assess the level of implementation of this system in Nigeria? Okay, it is still evolving. Uh, we have some centers that have imbibed this and it's currently working for them. Like in Lagos, the cardiac and renal units are completely private sector driven. All the facilities are installed by private investors and whatever that is generated, they benefit. Um, in Abuja, we have one of the good success stories there. The Garki General Hospital, uh, the facility is owned by government. The manpower is partly government and partly by individual, by the investor. But the entire service there is private sector driven. And it is one of the biggest success stories that we have because you have quality health service there, you have very good facilities that are functional, you have staff that are well motivated and are actively working, you don't have interruption of services in those facilities because they are private sector driven. And um, everything is based on your output. So workers cannot go to work and just sit down, to, you know, don't doing anything because Everything is based on what you are able to generate. So it's a system that is evolving and we hope that it's eventually going to provide an opportunity for the development of the health sector. In other countries, it has worked very efficiently. India today is reaping deeply from 
public-private partnership. Okay, uh, we intend to learn more about this uh, when we return. We're taking a break at this moment. Listener, join us again. Essential vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. You're welcome back. This is the NASCO Moment Show on radio. Our guest today is Dr. Titus Dajel, a consultant, family physician with Joss University Teaching Hospital, and we are discussing public private sector collaboration for effective healthcare delivery provisioning in Nigeria. Now, Doctor, what would you attribute to the situation where barely 5% of Nigerians are on the National Health Insurance Scheme, uh, a basic component of this public-private collaboration in the health sector, which was launched more than 10 years ago? Now, it's a very sad story for us. Um, the concept of the World Health Organization is that um, people should have universal health coverage. People should have financial risk protection when they fell sick and need care. Uh, in Nigeria, um, the federal government launched this some years back, and currently, like you said, only 5% of individuals are involved. These are essentially people who are in federal government employment. Now, it has not been scaled up because a lot of state, a lot of the states we have in Nigeria are yet to domesticate the concept of national health insurance. Um, some currently are working on it. But um, presently, there's, there's some funding from the Basic Healthcare uh, Fund, uh, which is uh, only those who have some form of health insurance scheme in their state can access uh, that fund. And so, with that fund available, uh, a lot of the states are currently you know, developing a form of their own health insurance scheme. So with this, when we have people from the state government employment coming in, then the major tax now is the informal sector. These are people who are not in any formal employment. Uh, the rural farmers, the market women, the drivers, and so on and so forth. Now, government needs to develop a system to bring them on board through some form of contributory scheme where they can then be captured in the National Health Insurance Scheme and have risk protection and do not have cause to suffer when they fall sick. Are there any plans for Plateau State workers? Is there anything going on in the state at all? Yes, there's good news for Plateau State workers. We are at the State House of Assembly. Uh, the bill was there for public hearing and is expected to be passed today, hopefully. And so, once the bill is passed, we now have an agency in Plateau State to manage National Health Insurance Scheme. So, we're hoping that before the end of this year, Plateau State government will have its own national health insurance. Okay, you've talked about um, uh, people in the federal uh, employment who are the only ones who are enjoying it and maybe how those in the state and the um, private sector can also be brought in, but how can the scheme be better simplified for more Nigerians to enroll? Now, that is where the major challenge is because the informal sector still meant a, you know, a larger chunk. 
70% of Nigerians live in rural communities. But um, from the bill I saw for Plateau State, there's a provision for the informal sector, uh, the rural farmers, the market women like I mentioned. Now the plan is to use part of the basic health care fund and then we intend to uh, use a fund from donor agencies and then it is also hoped that there will be a system where the informal sector, the rural poor, the farmers and the rest will make some contributions either monthly or annually or to some extent um, make some contributions so that they too can benefit. So we are hoping that funding will come from different sources to cater for the informal sector. We certainly hope that implementation will be done properly. Uh, what are the different packages available under the scheme for Nigerians to key into? Okay, now there are different packages for people who are in the health, in the, who are going to be beneficiaries of the National Health Insurance Scheme. Um, you stand to benefit from our patient care. There are different diseases that can be captured, and so you stand to benefit from maternal and child health care services. Uh, people who are enrolled in the National Health health insurance scheme can also benefit. Uh, you have opportunities for um, surgical cases too. Uh, they also stand to benefit. And then most importantly for emergencies, you know, um, people who are involved in road traffic accidents and so on, there's a portion from the basic healthcare form that is specific for emergencies, including emergency disease outbreak. So it's a whole gamut and we're hoping that when fully implemented and is properly and transparently implemented, we are heading towards universal health coverage, where every individual in Nigeria will be covered. You don't have currently 70% or 80% of the health bills of individuals are from out of pocket. Mm. And so we are hoping that that will be covered. You know, currently the, the, the National Health Insurance scheme, you just pay 10%. So if you have a bill of 100,000, you just pay 10,000 and you move it. That makes it uh, easy for everyone. Certainly, and the out-of-pocket expenses are so, so difficult and affecting more Nigerians every day. It is the NASCO Moments radio talk show. Thank you for joining us. This conversation will continue right after this break. Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm, Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco NASCO Cube Sugar, another quality product from NASCO. This is the NASCO Moment Show on radio. We have been discussing public-private sector collaboration for effective healthcare delivery provision. How feasible in Nigeria? Our guest is Dr. Titus Dajel, the current chairman of the Nigeria Medical Association Plateau State Branch. He has been giving us insights into the topic. Now, we've talked about how wonderful this insurance scheme can be for Nigerians, but at the moment, what are the major challenges being experienced in this area in the Nigerian health sector? Okay, actually the Nigerian health sector is currently bedeviled by so many challenges. 
by WHO ranking, uh, we are number 187, uh, just beating three other countries. So it's quite a woeful position for us. Some of these challenges include manpower challenges. Currently, we have just 40,000 doctors caring for over 200 million people. The World Health Organization requires that you have one doctor for every 600 people. But Nigerian owned is about one doctor to four to 5,000 people. And that's even statistic from the cities. When you go to typical rural setup, you rarely will find any uh, physicians there. So manpower challenges is a major issue. The second challenge is funding. The WHO requires that each country in the world budgets about 15% of its total budget for the health sector. In Nigeria, the highest we have gotten is about 4%. And uh, currently, it is still around 4.3.7%. Now, this does not give room for expansion and innovations in the health sector. Now, the other challenges are infrastructural decay. We all know that our facilities are so dilapidated, there are no water supplies, power system is a problem. And so this makes work difficult and a lot of workers have to travel out of the country to look for better working environments. Again, the issue of unhealthy rivalry and frequent interruption of health services as a result of strike actions are other challenges that we have in the health sector. And then some of the other challenges include the issues of corruption and lack of transparency and so on and so forth. There's so many and you know it paints a very dire picture. Uh, you wonder if we will ever get out of this situation. With looking at all this, how feasible is the public-private sector system, especially uh, given the near absence of reliable database? Now, um, that is it, but we're still hoping that um, Public-private partnership will still provide a window of opportunity for us to address some of the challenges in the health sector. That is what India has done. That is what Australia has done. Uh, they have brought in private investors. They have technically taken over the health system. And the rule, you know, depending on how you would drive your policies, and most countries like India specifically, it requires that once you set up those private investment in the health sector, you provide free care for those who live below the poverty level. So we believe that government of Nigeria needs to be serious about public-private partnership. The challenges have been from most of the workers who believe that when you bring in private investors, there will be you know reduction in the number of workers because a lot of them are redundant. But again, we believe that when you have such investment and there is progress, there is development, it gives room for expansion and then you need more workers. So the long-term benefits are quite much. Then we believe that with emphasis on universal health coverage, the health insurance, there will be pool of funds that will be used for you know addressing most of the issues in the health sector. So we just need more people to come on board. Yes. All right. Um, there's quite a lot to talk about whenever you're discussing anything to do with health. I would like to know what your final comments are based on this discussion. Okay, my final comment is for our political leaders to show commitment for healthcare development. We all know that um, poor health has far-reaching effect on national security. No nation can develop when its citizens are dying of all kinds of illnesses. We all know that um, most of the diseases affect the productive age group. So government needs to show some political commitment. There's need to increase funding in the health sector. 
in as much as it is good to have infrastructural development to construct roads here and there, we all know that people need to be healthy to use those roads. So we need to make healthcare services available to the rural poor. And then the concept of universal health coverage. All government officials are required to take this serious. Um, everybody needs to be covered by some form of health insurance. What would you charge the people to do? Can they do anything? you know, to help government do this or to ensure that government does this? Yes, I think that um, the electors need to be serious with whoever that is coming to seek for their vote. They need to know what plans they have for them as far as healthcare delivery is concerned. We all know that in the United States, healthcare is usually a major thing in campaigns. The Obamacare and then the Trump's effort on reversing it and so on are key issues. So um, people should not just vote for um, individuals coming to seek for positions. They should see their template on healthcare delivery. Thank you very much, Doctor. I've been speaking this morning with Dr. Titus Dajel, the current chairman of Nigeria Medical Association, Plateau State Branch. And I hope you now know so much more about the public-private sector collaboration in the health sector and can key into it. Doctor, thank you very much for being here today. Thank you very much. We have to end the show here. Remember to follow NASCO on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO group or follow on Twitter using the handle at NASCO group. You can freely send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moment Show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. It's time for our NASCO Moments trivia. The question this week is, what was the name of the first university teaching hospital in Nigeria? And in which state of the country was it located? And who was its first chief medical director? Send the correct answer via text to the number 0805-774-7777, including your full name and exact location. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO Group. It was created by Unimark Limited, Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer, Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, George Palm and Harun Audu, Production Coordinators, Harun Audu, Solomon Audu, Malau Silvanus and Alex Ruben. I am Hudun Gyan. Remember, health is wealth.